The information in this podcast is for educational purposes only. You should consult your doctor, specialist, or physical trainer for advice on your physical wellness goals before you plan to follow any of the suggestions or recommendations in this podcast. Hello. Hola. Marhaba. Welcome to the Astro About Wellness Podcast. Join me, Shazana Sunny. And the Astro Duo Asfar Azman And Azima Azman Your host from New York. York Let's strive to educate, regenerate and elevate family institutions Through optimal productivity and wellness education One, one episode, episode at, at a time, time. Hey! You are listening to the monthly highlights of the first season of the podcast from episode 17 to episode 20 released in May and June 2021. Happy listening! Are you ready? To listen to inspirational stories of trust, respect, acceptance, integrity, love, and social responsibility for multicultural families and special needs communities? Sit back and relax and be inspired by the awesome people that we highlight in the first segment of the podcast. Welcome back to the Astrio About Wellness podcast. This episode is co-sponsored by Hadi Kamsani and my dad, Azman Ripin. Thank you and may God bless you. May peace be upon you. You are listening to the 17th episode of the podcast with me, Shazana, and the Astro Duo, Athwar and Azema. Do you remember what we talked about in segment 1 last week? Oh, yes. We talked about how Muslim teens like us survive fasting in Ramadan for more than 12 hours and how my minuscule teachers and classmates made me feel welcome with my Muslim identity. Excellent recall! We also mentioned Saratoga Bridges, an organization that provides support services for special needs communities. Let's highlight another organization in New York that provides support services for special needs communities. AIM Services, Inc., located in Wilton, Saratoga Springs. What services do they offer? AIM Services, Inc. is dedicated to supporting the power of potential in people of diverse abilities. This is achieved through various ways, such as community-based services, advocacy and education, Dedicated professionals who focus on supporting people in achieving their personal goals while at the same time promote a sense of self-confidence and independence. Oh, wow! One way you can help build a global, inclusive community is to support not-for-profit organizations such as AIM Services, Inc. To find out more on how you can donate, or participate in their events, visit their website at https colon forward slash forward slash 
www.aimservices.org. Next, we had also promised last week that we'll answer more questions on Ramadan. Are you two ready? Yeah, ready. Last week, you mentioned that you started fasting half days when you were five years old. When is it compulsory for Muslims to start fasting full days? It's not compulsory for Muslims to fast full days from daybreak till dusk until they reach puberty. Elderly and those who are sick or have special conditions may be exempted from fasting. For our family, we have a light early morning breakfast known as suhoor in Arabic. For me, I'll just have water with fruits, bread or biscuits. We stop eating about 5 minutes before daybreak or fajr in Arabic. Oh, my favorite time of the day is when the sun goes down. That is maghrib in Arabic. Muslims have our iftar and break our fast before we go for our salat or prayers. First, we eat dates and drink water. Then sometimes we had side dishes like curly bread or hash browns or desserts. After our Maghreb prayers, we have the main course, hot delicious meals from mom's kitchen. Nasi lemak or rice in coconut milk with fried chicken or fish and sambal, the chili paste, grilled lamb steak and flavored rice with herbs. Chika tikka masala and more. Oi. Yummy. <laughs> oh yeah. We make a dua or supplication to thank Allah, the Almighty God, for all His countless blessings. Food, shelter, family, peaceful community. And this year, the masjid or mosque here are open for the special night prayers known as Taraweh. Alhamdulillah, that's praise and thanks to Allah, the Almighty God. In the next episode, we'll highlight more on what we do in Ramadan other than fasting. Ha ha ya! Are we going to share any good feedback from our listeners today? Yes, we will. You can read it out loud. Feedback from Ivy Nyao. Very well edited and audio is excellent too. Thank you. I love the unique angle that you're coming from the Ramadan family and lifestyle. This is great fun. Well done. Thank you, Ivy. Thank you, Ivy. We had featured Ivy's new book on interior design in segment 2 last week. Actually, there's another feedback by our first guest speaker. It's from Coach Zarina, our fitness guru, from episode 1 to 13. Hello, Coach Zarina. We missed you. Here is her comment on episode 10, posted on Podbean, podcast app and player. Another great episode. The cake sounds delicious. My family plans to pick one. Thank you, Sister Zahia. Thank you so much. May God bless you. That's it for Segment 1 today. Welcome back to the Ask Trio About Wellness podcast. 
This episode is co-sponsored by Hadi Kamsani and my dad, Azman Ripin. Thank you and may God bless you. Hello, may peace be upon you. You are listening to the 18th episode of the podcast with me, Shazana, and the Astro Duo, Athfar and Adhima. Do you remember what we talked about in segment one last week? Oh, yes. Yeah, we talk about my favorite time of the day, Iftar. That is when Muslims break our fast. We also mention an organization that provides support services for special need communities, AIM Services, located in Wilton, Saratoga Springs. Wonderful recall. Hey, this Ramadan, our family attended two iftars at our friend's house. Let's listen to one of the recordings I did at Waterbillet, New York. Hi everyone. Assalamualaikum. This is Daniel's house. Marhaba. How are you doing? Sorry to give you. Sorry to give you. Sorry to give you. Guess who we are? Ta-da! Hey, what is happening? Yeah, we like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We received a special invitation from her. I hope you can feel the joy of breaking fast in the recording. My tummy was so happy with the delicious food that Sister Zahia cooked. Wow, what a pleasant surprise. Haha, <laughs> yeah. I remembered that I didn't have my professional digital recorder with me that day because... I wasn't planning on doing any recordings. But you were so excited and used my iPhone XR to record it instead. Next time, bring the recorder everywhere we go, please. Okay, I'll try to remember, but no promises. By the way, do you remember what dishes Sister Zahia cooked that day? Hmm, let me think. Ah! She cooked Argerian lamb soup with wheat, beef pasty roll, Argerian chicken over basmati rice with coffee and tea. Mmm, yummy. If you had listened to the podcast, you would remember Sister Zahia and her healthy cake, tea, smoothie and salad recipes. If you have tried any of her recipes or our Bagadel, the Malay hash brown recipe, do share your photos and cooking adventure with us. Here's a great offer. The best entry will win a special online cooking challenge known as Cook-A-Doodle-Do. This course will feature Home chefs like Sita Zahia in July this year. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, show us your support. Please rate and review us so that more people will subscribe and benefit from the podcast. Now, 
let's talk about the social responsibility of Muslims in Ramadan. This will be the final episode of the Ramadan series this season. The question for you too is, what do Muslims do in Ramadan other than fasting and praying? Oh yeah! There's more to fasting and praying in Ramadan. Plus enjoying food and drinks during iftar. Firstly, fasting and hunger is a great impetus, which is something that promotes the spiritual growth of Muslims. In fact, according to the great Muslim scholar, Imam Al-Ghazali, in his book Reviving the Sciences of Religion, there are 10 virtues of hunger. Let's just highlight three of the virtues of hunger that were mentioned in the article entitled The Blessings and Benefits of Hunger by Sheikh Zaid Shakir from the Ramadan Reader published by Zaytuna College in Berkeley, California. What's the first virtue of hunger? Crushing one's lusts and appetites to achieve mastery over the soul. This is said to be the greatest benefit. When Muslims fast, we also refrain ourselves from our desires for intimacy and other bad habits or traits such as overeating, using bad or offensive language, wasting time or resources, and much more. What's the second virtue of hunger? Purifying the heart. This ignites creativity and facilitates inner vision. What's the third virtue of hunger? Prioritizing charity and giving preference with excess food to the needs of the poor and orphans. Muslims are encouraged to be extra kind and generous in Ramadan. Yes, according to the Zakat Foundation of America, charity in Islam, Zakat, is not just one of the core pillars of Islam, but a tool to help ease poverty, suffering and hardship throughout the globe. Every year, Muslims pay zakat or alms. The Zakat Foundation of America offers a zakat calculator to help Muslims determine how much zakat they need to pay. The zakat calculator considers the comprehensive net assets, total wealth. In Ramadan, Muslim households pay a special zakat known as Zakatul Fitr, or the zakat of breaking the fast of Ramadan. It is the special obligatory alms paid by all Muslims by the end of Ramadan. In addition to paying Zakat al-Fitr, some families give out food staples like rice, flour, cooking oil, directly to the poor who are also recipients of the Zakat. Muslims give lots of sadaqah or charity, which is a monetary donation to the poor and orphans in addition to the compulsory Zakat al-Fitr in Ramadan and the annual Zakat. If you want to know more about Zakat and Zakat al-Fitr, you can visit the Zakat Foundation of America at https colon forward slash forward slash www.zakat.org In the last 10 days of Ramadan, Muslims look forward to the Night of Power, also known as Layatul Qadr. This night is the night that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is most generous. 
If someone is blessed to meet this night, the rewards for his acts of worship will be multiplied by 1,000 months. So Muslims hunt for this night by doing acts of worship like reading the Holy Quran, Qiyamul Layl, which is night prayers, in addition to Suratul Tarawih, seeking forgiveness from God for all our sins and seeking forgiveness from others, especially if we have done something wrong in the past. Before we end this segment, we would like to wish all the marvelous moms out there Happy Mother's Day. If you're lucky to have your mother, mother-in-law, or someone whom you regard as a mother to you, remember to do something extra special this week to show your appreciation for her unconditional love and her sacrifices. This year, I'm blessed to receive early Mother Day's gift from my teen superheroes. Thank you, my darlings, Othwar and Azima. On behalf of my family, I would like to take this golden opportunity to seek forgiveness from all our supporters for any mistakes that we might have made in the past. We would like to wish all Muslims Eid Mubarak. That's it for segment one today. Stay tuned to the next episode. Welcome back to the Ask Trio About Wellness podcast. This episode is co-sponsored by Hadi Kamsani and my dad, Azman Ripin. Thank you and may God bless you. Hello, may peace be upon you. You are listening to the 19th episode of the podcast with me, Shazana, and the Astro Duo, Asfar and Adima. Do you remember what we talked about in segment one last week? Oh yeah. yes, we talk about the social responsibility of Muslims in Ramadan and the Zakat Foundation of America. Excellent recall. Muslims around the world have celebrated Eid recently. Eid al-Fitr celebration marks the end of the month-long fasting in Ramadan and also the victory of Muslims in achieving spiritual excellence and social responsibility. Shall we talk about love and friendship and what teens enjoy most about Eid? Okay, we had a great time celebrating Eid since May 13 this year. Our family went to the masjid or mosque in Latham, New York, known as Al-Hidayah Center. There were three slots for the Eid prayer and we had registered for the first slot at 7 a.m. We arrived there at 6.30 a.m. My favorite part about Eid is wearing colorful Malay traditional clothes and enjoying traditional food and desserts. We bought the clothes several years ago in Malaysia when we were in Singapore to visit our families and friends. And what else do you like? I love to dress up with a matching bag and shoes. I was thrilled to be invited to join the takbir with another youth in the front row with the microphone placed right in front of us. That was a great honor, alhamdulillah, for the unforgettable experience. Alhamdulillah, thanks and praise to Allah, the Almighty God. Our youth 
are our future. I'm so grateful to him, and I'm certainly proud of you, Arthur. I was in the women's masala or prayer hall on level two at the mosque that day with mom. We were so excited that we took many photos and videos that day. Yeah, we had the opportunity to perform the Eid prayer and listen to the Eid khutbah or sermon. Last year, Eid was not celebrated at the mosque but at our own respective homes. So you can imagine how grateful we are to Almighty God for giving us the opportunity to celebrate it at the mosque again this year. The atmosphere is certainly different when you celebrate it at the mosque as compared to celebrating it at home during the COVID-19 stay-at-home orders last year. Since New York State allows for small gatherings at home and elsewhere, we were invited to join an Eid gathering for four families at Clifton Park on 1st Shawwal. Then, on the 3rd and 4th day of Shawwal, we visited our new Indonesian friends who live in New Jersey. Yeah, we also met up with one of our past podcast guest speakers who lives in New York City. Guess who? Let's listen to the recordings we did in New Jersey and New York City. I love most of the Indonesian language. They talk like this. <laughs> I also like the Indonesian food. We had rendang, nasi, like rice, rice, and ketupat, and uh, which is rice, cake. which is rice cake, and uh, Indonesian keropok, yeah, what crackers, yeah. <laughs> now it's time to welcome Kuzerina and her family. Woohoo! Hello, we are with Queen Zarina and her daughter Mario. Hey, hello, hi Azimas, nice to hi. Hi, hi, nice to see. Where are we, Queen Zarina? Welcome to Sunnyside, Queens. Yay! Yay. We have three questions for you. The first question is, how do you compare it from last year to this year, 2020 and 2021? This year, it is more lively. We started the day zooming with our families in Singapore and our friends, and then after that, in the evening, we met up with neighbors. But due to the current situation, we have to go in slots. So as much as we want to hang out in a big group, we can. Yeah. And second question: Do you like eat this this year, or do you like last year? Wow, that's a difficult question. I think this year is more lively because we get we actually get to interact with some of our friends in person. But this year's it is more special because look who's in front of me. It's you, Azima. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the yeah. Okay, and also reporter from New York. Woohoo! Okay, what's the latest news in New York City? Well, the good news is most of New Yorkers are fully vaccinated. So I'm not sure the dates I will check. Uh, I will get back to you. But most people can actually get together, hang out with friends without mask. Yeah. So that is actually a good sign that we're going to have an awesome summer. Yeah. Mask will be an option. And for myself, I'm already halfway through. I have one more shot to go and I'll be fully vaccinated two Yay. weeks after that. Yay. And then we can see you again. Maya, would you like to say something? 
Eid Mubarak to you and your family. Thank you so much for coming over. I finally get to see you in person. Yeah, Eid Mubarak. Or not as salamat. Hi, I didn't put them on We all like to wish you salamat. Hari Raya. Ma'am Zainabati. Salamat. Hari Raya. Next. Also, we interview Kozarina's husband, Mr. Hari Kamsani. How is Eid different this year compared to last year? Wow. Assalamualaikum. Eid is uh, very different this year. I'd like to say that for this year, it's less restrictive than last year. We almost couldn't go out, you know. But this year, we got to go visiting. We actually visited one family on the day itself. It was exciting um, in the sense that we, uh, more people are now Zoom savvy or uh, video conferencing savvy. So uh, my parents didn't have didn't need tech support to come over, and uh, we we did a lot of Zooms compared to last year. And what is your favorite part of E? Uh, my favorite part, honestly, is about the food. But I like to see people and talk and uh, just catch up. I think that's that's my favorite part. I get to hang out with people. Is there anything else you would like to add about Eid? I'd like to add that celebrating Eid in a non-Muslim majority country is a, it's an eye-opener. You know, I've been here for a couple of years. Uh, you get to see how other Muslims celebrate it. Not necessarily the way that you've grown to uh, celebrate it the way you, you're used to it. And then the food, you know, we being Malayan, raised in Singapore, you expect to have lontong and lemak lode for the first day. But... Here, because we have Bengali friends, we have uh, Gujarati friends, it's, uh, it's not lontong, it's, it's something else. It's biryani and it's different. So it's an eye-opener. That's, that's it. Thank you. We hope you have enjoyed listening to the recording. That's it for segment one this week. Stay tuned to the next episode. And listen to stories of trust, respect, acceptance, integrity, love and social responsibility. Welcome back to the Ask Trio About Wellness podcast. This episode is co-sponsored by Hadi Kamsani and my dad, Azman Ripin. Thank you and may God bless you. Hello, may peace be upon you. You are listening to the 20th episode of the podcast with me, Shazana, and the Astro Duo, Athwar and Adhima. Do you remember what we talked about in segment one last week? Oh yes, we talked about Eid al-Fitr, celebration for Muslims, and visiting our friends in New Jersey and New York City. Yeah, I remember. Wonderful recall. Do you know that Father's Day is around the corner? Yup, I know. Let's talk about what you appreciate most about your dad. So what I appreciate about my dad is that we go outings together, we does cooking and barbecue, especially during summer. He's good at um, barbecuing like grilled chicken and lamb and everything else. What I like about my dad is he's my movie buddy. Uh, we like to watch uh, movies 
all of the all of the DreamWorks animation production, the, all the movies and dramas are both good. What I really appreciate about my dad is his diligence in taking care of our family, especially working lots of hours and working overtime so that we can afford to have vacations quite often even though it's quite difficult in these times because of the pandemic but we do get a chance once in a while to get out and relax wind ourselves down get out of your busy life and just relax and it's of course very good for your mental health as well and overall wellness it's good that you both know the good things that your dad has been doing all these years. Alhamdulillah. Praise and thanks to Allah. Last week, our family had another short getaway to New Jersey. It was a two-day, one-night stay at a hotel in Wayne. We went shopping for some apparel, halal meat, groceries, and dine at restaurants. Let's listen to a short recording we did at a Turkish restaurant that served pide and pizza. Salam and may peace be upon you. We are at a Turkish restaurant which serves lambachun and pide. The name of the restaurant is Park Pide, located at Crooks Avenue in Patterson, New Jersey. We ordered three types of pide. Rima, how do you like the pide and lambachun? Which do you prefer? The shakura dinner. Turkish bide is very delicious. Now I take drink Turkish tea. The shakura. Oh, kimali bide. What's the second bide? Sausage bide. <laughs> What's the name of sausage bide? I had a type of bide called pasta bide. And there was one more type of bide. What's yours? Chopped meat bide? Oh, okay. And we had one lamachun. Which is like a Turkish pizza. It's quite a light lunch for us. The first time having just pide and lamachun for lunch. Actually, it reminds me of our trip to Doha, Qatar. And we went to the souk market, the old souk market. And we had something like this, right? Pide and lamachun also. And now we're enjoying our black Turkish tea. Do you like it, Azima? Turkish tea is so delicious. Alhamdulillah, song listeners. Thank you so much, my daughter. That was a short but good break and excellent for our mental wellness. I'm grateful that your dad loves to drive and take us on long road trips to discover new places, people, and culture. Traveling is one family activity that has several benefits. Firstly, it strengthens the love we have for each other. Secondly, it gives us an opportunity to discover and understand each other's character better. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Thirdly, it promotes emotional, social, and mental wellness. Your dad, my dad, your grandpa in Singapore, they both have done a lot for the family. Sometimes they might disagree with us or sometimes they did not buy you expensive things and so on. Nevertheless, it is timely to express our gratitude to Almighty God for gifting them to us 
and to show our appreciation to the men in our family. To all our listeners out there, tell us, what do you appreciate most about your dad? What did you do to show your appreciation to him? Send your text or voice memo via email to hello at astrovelo.com. You could be the next winner of our Astrovelo Club VIP membership giveaway. We'll also be starting our fitness and readers group live via Facebook group on June 26 at 8:30 a.m. Eastern Time. That will be Saturday in New York. More details will be released via our website at https colon forward slash forward slash www.astrowello.com That's it for segment one this week. Stay tuned to the next episode and listen to stories of trust, respect, acceptance, integrity, love and social responsibility. Coming up next in the second segment of the podcast We'll learn about productivity and the nine dimensions of wellness. Physical, emotional, environmental, spiritual, social, intellectual, mental, occupational, and financial wellness. So we can survive and thrive in this unpredictable world. What do you want to achieve in your life? Who, me? Yes, you, Adima. We've talked a lot about career choices since you were seven years old. Today, let's hear about your dream careers. When I was young, at seven years old, I wanted to be a pop star. I loved to sing and annoy us all. Then later, I wanted to be a teacher or teacher assistant. I want to have a bookstore too. Now, I want to continue as a podcast co-host and help you run an online store. Ah, that's so cool. Did you know that when Arthur was 11 years old, he loved playing soccer or football and he was so fascinated by famous players like Messi and Ronaldo. Oh yeah, I know that. On our Europe trip in 2014, we did visit the FC Bayern Munich and the Allianz Arena Stadium in Munich, Germany. I bought souvenirs from the store too, remember? Yeah, I remember. Now, you like the famous Muslim football player Muhammad Salah, right? Yep. Alpha usually scored well in his school mathematics test and exams. So, He was thinking of becoming an engineer like his dad. Do you think Alpha still wants to be a professional football player or an engineer? Next week, it'll be Alpha's turn to talk about his dream careers, okay? Okay. Last week, we promised to bring back author and architect Ivy Niao on our show. Now, it's time to welcome our special guest, Ivy Now. Welcome back to the Astro About Wellness Podcast. Thank you. 
Why did you choose to be an architect and an author as your career? I began my training in architecture when I was 18 years old and I had left school. I found that I was technically and creatively minded. I was excelling at art, maths, and music. But at that time, due to a lack of career guidance, I didn't really know how to marry the three of my top subject interests because I was not good at the arts or the sciences per se. I knew I wanted to do something technical and vocational. Were there specific people, books, or events that inspired or influenced you to become an author and architect? I followed my instinct as my uncle was an architect in Melbourne, Australia, and he influenced my decision-making. But he did discourage me as architecture was not a lucrative career. He was in debt even though he had won awards. I didn't listen to him because I was a teenager and I had to rebel. However, I've been now doing it for more than 25 years. And I've worked in top luxury residential and hospitality projects in the Caribbean, Southeast Asia, Australia, and London. During the process of my career and my training, I've always been a writer. It was something that I even did in hotel rooms and on the planes when I was traveling for work. I just found it a wonderful experience to be able to escape reality or the present by going into books. I always had a book on me and I was always reading or writing. I found that writing and reading are really an extension of ideas. They really help us to open our eyes and to see the world as it is and the world as it isn't. So for my writing interest, it was a passion that just followed around and lived inside me from the time that I started to write. How old were you when you started to write? I was about seven or eight when I joined the Southern Ismail Library in Johor Bahru, where I was brought up. And I discovered whole new worlds. I read to escape, to entertain myself, to educate myself. Then and now. My mother was a school teacher and she brought home books for me to read from her school library. At first, I wrote stories to amuse my toddler brothers, but soon they got sick of my stories, so I wrote to amuse myself. At 14, I sent in my entry for a writing competition at the New Straits Times office, and I won nothing. At 16, I won my first national competition for writing. Throughout, my parents were incredibly supportive, especially my mom, who helped me type out my stories on an old typewriter while I sat next to her and dictated my handwritten stories to her. And she couldn't even type. She was using one finger. Through the years, I wrote off and on, submitting my short stories, and I have won some competitions or have been published or both. When my short story was first accepted by the BBC World Service, I was 25 years old. I realized that I was actually writing stuff that was of quality and interest. And from then on, I've always kept up writing until I did my master's in writing when I was 35. 
It was at the Middlesex University where I did my master's that I won my first international competition, which was the Middlesex University Literary Press Prize for an unpublished short story. Bravo! Bravo! Wow! Having that with me really endorsed my self-belief. Because as a writer, you're never really sure about what you're writing. Is it only of interest to yourself as the writer or will it actually appeal and reach out into someone else's heart? When I was a mother, when I was working, when I was a musician, I've always enjoyed putting down ideas. And actually, that is really what writing is, getting ideas down. Awesome. Thank you, Ivy, for the inspiring story. Now we know the reasons why you chose to be an architect and an author. Next week, Ivy will answer a question that you're probably thinking right now. What is a typical day like as an author and architect? So, stay tuned to the next episode. We are back to talk about occupational and intellectual wellness in segment 2 this week. Do you still want to be a professional football player or engineer? Oh no! After taking the International Baccalaureate course, I discovered that I like psychology a lot. I like to help people achieve their health and wellness goals. I've been thinking about pre-med, which is short for pre-medicine courses in college, but I want to specialize in neurology, which is about the human brain, and psychology, which is about human behavior. I hope you will make the right career choices. Whatever you choose as your career, remember to make the intention that your career is an act of worship to Allah, to Almighty God. Okay, inshallah, if God wills it. Last week, we promised that our special guest, author and architect Ivy Ngiao, will answer another question on our show today. Now it's time to welcome our special guest, Ivy Ngiao. Welcome back to the S Show About Wellness podcast. Thank you. What is a typical day like as an architect and an author? A typical day has to consist of both architecture, which is the day job, and writing, which is the dream job. Oh, so you have two jobs, a day job and a dream job. I learned something new. So to live the dream, I usually wake up at half past five or half past six if I'm being lazy or tired. I try to write for an hour to an hour and a half until the children wake up. I find that that's the optimum time. I don't think I can do more than two hours. And then I make them breakfast and take them to school. I usually try to exercise three times a week uh, minimum for about 10 to 20 minutes. And I uh, crack on with all my architectural work, which is emails or responses to admin, drawing accounts, certificates, checking figures, calculations, and all work-related activities, including calls and meetings. 
so I work on these tasks until it's time for the children to come back from school. Wow, you're someone with good discipline and a great passion for what you do. Do you cook and prepare meals for your family or do you like to go out for meals? I usually prepare all their meals. We eat at home usually. Once dinner's over, I try to revisit what I've done and if anything that needs rewriting has to be rewritten. I usually can't work on anything new in terms of writing in the evenings. Do you watch TV? I don't really watch any TV in the evenings because the time that I have before bedtime is really important for me to catch up with reading. Oh, so you read a lot just like my mom. Yeah, reading is good exercise for the brain and mind. You can read a variety of resources. Books, magazines, newspapers, research articles or journals, blog posts, even transcripts of all the episodes in this podcast. For Muslims, one of the best ways to boost your brain power and memory is to read, understand, and memorize the Holy Quran. So, let's continue to learn the Quran in the blessed month of Ramadan and beyond. Okay, I'll try to do better next time. Yes, you can do better. What did you do to cope with the stress and anxiety? during the COVID-19 lockdown in London. Something that's happened over lockdown was that we started a family book club. Oh, really? Book club at home. So every night, we focus as a family on reading. I'm trying to pick up speed with my kids because of the lack of real interaction in school due to a lot of online interaction. I find that they are finding it difficult to focus on skills like reading, basic skills. So I try to get them to read 5 to 10 pages every night. And we all do it, my husband and I and the kids. And after we read for about 10 minutes, we try to discuss ideas or what we've read, what we liked or what we didn't like. I found that the family book club was really important to keep us together and keep us sane during the lockdown. Because don't forget, there is little or zero social interaction. And I found that it was important to connect on a very basic level, which is reading skills. Great sharing. Thank you so much, Ivy. If you are a teenager or a parent with teenage children who are thinking of becoming an architect or author, we hope that you have a better idea of what to expect of life as an author and architect after listening to Ivinyao. Remember, choosing the right careers will have an impact on your occupational and intellectual wellness. Next week, Ivy will be back to answer another question. What were the challenges you encountered to become an author and architect? Stay tuned for the next episode. Hey, we are back in segment two. This week, we'll continue with the topic on occupational and intellectual wellness. 
Now it's time to welcome our special guest, Ivy Meow. Welcome back to the Astro About Wellness Podcast. Thank you. What challenges did you encounter to become an architect and an author? How did you overcome these challenges or adversity? In architecture, I found that making the first impression was the most crucial three seconds in order to sway a client. What is your favorite part in pitching to clients? My favorite part is dressing up extremely smart and rehearsing the pitch blow by blow until it is a star performance, until it is pitch perfect. As you know, architecture is an extremely competitive profession. To win a client over requires not just a written fee proposal, but the exact pitch to inform the client that who they really need is you. Why do you fulfill their exact requirements? So when I get to do the pitch, I would feel that it's more like a breeze because I would feel confident having rehearsed it so many times. It doesn't matter what you say or how you say it. They just have to like you and the rest will fall in place. What is your least favorite part of pitching to clients? The least favorite part of a pitch is dealing with clients who ask you to bring your portfolio, but they don't look at it because they are too busy talking about their own project. They're not actually interested in you, so you have to be interested in them. They will ask a lot of questions after the pitch, but you will still not get the job because they will still be requiring the free advice for as long as possible. And they are still, in actual fact, doing a bit of window shopping. How about your writing career? What were the challenges? In writing, my most challenging experiences have come from getting new ideas. But not just new ideas, but great ideas. Great and interesting and mind-boggling ideas. Once that idea hits you, you've got to run with it. Because writing is all about releasing ideas, emotion and language. Once you have a first draft, I feel that the hardest bit is over. I do not enjoy the first draft, but I do enjoy having done it. I think it's a fantastic and fabulous sensation to have achieved something so great. Because I think that, after all, it's great to be able to reach out to readers, to make sense to them, and to make them feel something. I think that's the best that it can be. Thank you so much, Ivy. Wow! Great tips and strategies. To all the teens out there, or parents with teens who are thinking about making the right career choices, we hope that you'll get some inspiration from listening to Ivy's story of her challenges. Remember, in the pursuit to achieve your career goals, you will likely encounter challenges. You'll have to find ways to overcome those challenges. Try to select careers that best match your personality and expectations. Your career choices will have an impact on your occupational and intellectual wellness. Next week, we'll share some resources on personality tests that you can take to determine your personality type. 
Ivy will also be back to offer advice to parents and teens on how parents can support teens in making the right career choices. She will end the four-part series on occupational and intellectual wellness with some inspirational quotes. You wouldn't want to miss this. So, stay tuned to the next episode to find out more. Hey, we are back in segment two of the podcast. This week, we'll continue with the concluding topic on occupational and intellectual wellness with author and architect Ivy Niao. In the pursuit to achieve your career goals, I had mentioned in the previous episode that you can try to select careers that best match your personality and expectations. Your career choices will have an impact on your occupational and intellectual wellness as well as your mental wellness. Do you know what you are good at? What are your strengths? Hmm, I'm good at making people smile and laugh. I'm quite good at handling little kids. I have a passion for learning, memorizing the Holy Quran. And I'm a useful knowledge. And I'm also quite good at teaching little boys the Quran either at the masjid or mosque and online. I'm also very interested in the field of psychology and I plan to major in this subject in college. I love the brain, neuroscience and studying human behavior and interactions with the world around us. Do you want to bring your strengths to life and live more fully? Oh yeah! Of course! What's the first personality test? Come join over 15 million people who have taken the only free scientific survey to identify your character strengths by VIA Institute on Character. Visit their website at https colon forward slash forward slash www.viacharacter.org forward slash The VIA Survey of Character Strengths is a free self-assessment that takes less than 15 minutes and provides a wealth of information to help you understand your best qualities. The self-assessment is free with two options. Either the VIA Youth Survey if you are between 10 to 17 years old or the VIA Adult Survey if you are 18 years old and above. So, check it out! Are there any other alternative personality tests to help with career choices? Yes, there are plenty out there. I would suggest Career Explorer, which uses four dimensions of career fit. Workplace, history, interests, and personality. Check it out at https colon forward slash forward slash www.careerexplorer.com 
forward slash career dash test forward slash. Now it's time to welcome our special guest, Irene. Welcome back to the S Show About Wellness podcast. Thank you. We have listened to all career tips and strategies in the past three episodes. Do you have any advice for parents in supporting teens like us in choosing our career goals? Parents should encourage and support their children throughout whatever their dreams might be. They are not your dreams. Respect them. Trust them. Trust is worth more than love because trust is having to let go of your personal agenda. What is your advice for parents who have children with special needs kids like me? For children with special needs, I would say it's not too different, except more involvement from parents would be required. This is to assist in giving the children their own confidence and to guide them by lending support by being there and giving them new skills to try or to try these new skills. With those children, do you have any other advice? I would advise on tolerance to be accepting and honest, and to never think that you are always right. Any last advice for parents and children, especially teens? I'd love to end with this Ernest Hemingway quote, which applies for both parents and children with or without special needs. Before you talk. Listen before you react. Think before you spend. Earn before you quit. Try. Thank you very much, Ivy. Wow! Great tips. To all the teens out there or parents with teens, we hope that you'll get some inspiration from listening to Ivy's story and all the advice that she has offered. For the next four weeks. We will focus on occupational, emotional, and social wellness with a special guest from Singapore. So, stay tuned to the next episode to find out more. We've now come to the end of the show today. If you have enjoyed our show, like us on Instagram, Facebook, and. Astrowello, A S K T R I O W E L L O. Send us your feedback to Shazana at Astrowello dot com. Visit our website at Astrowello dot com and subscribe to Astro About Wellness Podcast. Woohoo!